Well, she couldn't understand why she couldn't get any calls, but she uh, had the mute switch on, and, um, you know, it's not going to work. Oh, oh my gosh, are we live? Sorry. And now, join Chet and Gary with Apple Products, The Senior Angle. Welcome to our first podcast. We're the Apple Club at Kings Point. I'm Gary, and this is Chet. Hi. We're going to talk a little bit about modern technology, mobile devices, and on that, mobile device technology, the senior paradox. That's going to be the title of our first podcast here. So the senior paradox, Chet, just exactly what does that mean? Well, Gary, uh, when I think about it, uh, there's a lot of benefit in some of the modern technology, iPhones and iPads in particular, for seniors and some of the software applications on them. But at the same time, it requires that they learn something new. And so as you get older, you can benefit from the software, but the problem is that you have to learn something new, and that's harder as you get older. So that's the paradox. Yeah, good. So what do you see as the biggest issue to seniors uh, successfully using modern iPhones and iPads? Well, there's uh, several things that actually come into play. One of them is the fact that it does require that you handle the device and touch it, and motor skills begin to decline as you get older. Uh, So one of the issues could be uh, around the problem of not actually being able to handle the keyboards the size they are. Uh, Speech is a problem in some cases. Reading is definitely an issue for some people, and they have to read the screens. So there are a number of issues there. The bigger thing, though, I think is back to this issue of learning how to do it. Uh, They have not been exposed. Most seniors today have not been exposed to this as uh, younger people. Uh, So all of this is brand new and very different to them. And that, that, that learning experience, I think, is part of the problem. So how do you feel about... um, I've always had a, um, a concern with people that they're just, it's a fear factor. Yes. That they're, they're afraid to do anything, that they're going to just screw everything up. So uh, have you experienced that in the club? Yes, I, I have. I've seen that in the club. I've seen that in talking to other people over the years, too. Uh, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that they have trouble remembering what it is they're doing or understanding what they're doing when they're interacting with these devices. Uh, so if something doesn't go the way they expected it to, they don't know how to recover from it. So the, the question of fear is not so much of I'm afraid to touch it, but I'm afraid of getting it into a state that I don't know what I did and how to recover. Uh, that's one of the things I think that uh, training is a, uh, something that would help us there. Sure, um, absolutely. Um, now, the issue of cost, is that an, impor- is that an important factor? Uh, it absolutely is. Uh, cost is something that uh, is a major factor and a lot of people are on very tight budgets. Uh, Apple's equipment is expensive. There's no two ways about that. Uh, some of the uh, additional software that people might want to use uh, is also expensive. Uh, I think, though, that uh, we need to kind of put it into perspective and look at it from the standpoint of what's the benefit to this. And one of the things I always think about the fact is that if you look at it as just a telephone, an iPhone is a very expensive telephone. But if you look at it from the standpoint that it's not just a telephone, it's actually a pocket computer that just happens to make phone calls. 
and that yeah, I can do a whole lot more with it. I can take pictures with it. I can record notes. I can uh, get location information, satellite pictures, all kinds of things along those lines. That that is an area where we might uh, see significant benefit, and the cost might actually become uh, something that is is reasonable for a person. So software updates. Do they hinder the uh, use of the iPhone and iPads for seniors? I know that a lot of times when, when they push new software updates, uh, the older hardware phones or iPads won't support the new software, and that's very confusing to some of our seniors. Yes, uh, that, that is a, definitely a problem, and it's something that isn't going to go away. The software developers continue to improve the software, and uh, for younger people looking at it, it is in fact an improvement, but for senior citizens, it's a change. And again, the, the question of change is where the problem comes in. Uh, a lot of them learn by uh, memorizing where things are on a screen and you get an update and things change a little bit or the verbiage changes, the options change, and that all of a sudden starts to become a problem. At the same time though, if you don't keep up to date with the software updates, then you're not getting security patches, you're not getting other bug fixes that are important for you to get, even though sometimes you get a, a change in the, the feature set, uh, the underlying things are also kind of important. Well, you know, I imagine a lot of seniors had probably used a computer at some time, maybe in their job before they retired. But I'm also specul speculating that most of that software or hardware that was Microsoft Windows. So does that hurt or hinder our seniors with iPad and iPhone? Actually, I think using? that uh, using, using a computer in the job probably hurts significantly. Uh, and the reason is that in the workplace, you had specific applications that you dealt with. You didn't use the computer as a general computer in most cases. Uh, you had an IT department that supported you and set it up for you so you didn't have to worry about it. But the whole way that the computer worked was very different. Um, today, what we're looking at, especially with mobile devices, is something that is application-centered as opposed to file-centered. And that is a, in itself a change for people and it's hard for them to get used to in a lot of cases. Well, I know that uh, a major, a major concern, especially in our club, we've experienced it so many times, is uh, password usage. Yes. Yes. Um, people consistently forgetting their passwords. What can we do to help them with that? Well, I think there's two things that we need to do. One of them is to help people understand what passwords are and why they are critical to uh, being able to operate today. And that has to do with it. That's the main security feature that allows remote services to know it's really you that's trying to do something. Um, it's a, the security challenge and answer coming back for that. But the other side then is we need to help people remember what they are. Um, and they, this is another question about how in the world to do that. And I think that one of the things that's interesting to consider is that we're the first generation to encounter the problem of saying at some point in the future, somebody's going to have to clean up all the computer accounts and the passwords and the user IDs that we set up. So not only do we have the problem of trying to remember our own password so we can operate, but we need to have this stuff documented in such a way that it, when someone goes through our will, for example, or a power of attorney document, they can find those passwords and user IDs and take advantage of them to clean things up.
So is there anything that can really be done to make iPhone or iPad technology easier for our seniors to use? That's a really good question, and I know there have been several attempts over the years with smartphones to, to make smartphones that were tailored towards seniors, uh, where uh, you had a, a single button that you pushed and that talked to, allowed you to talk to a human operator that intervened for you. Um, and I don't know that there is a lot that can be done there. Uh, it kind of comes down to the question of are you in a position <clears throat> to read the screen, to, to see the information that's there, uh, and to react to it, or do you just want somebody else to do the job for you? And that, that's kind of uh, some of the question here is, is how that happens. One of the spots that I think is a really rough spot here is where you have a married couple and either the wife or the husband was the one that primarily did things on the computer, particularly with bank accounts and payments and things like that. That person passes away and their surviving spouse is all of a sudden in the position of having to do it themselves and they never paid any attention at all. So they don't have any way of knowing how to go about doing things on the computer. And that's a problem. And that, uh, that's not only a password problem, that's more of a procedure and how, did, uh, how do I keep my books kind of a problem. So in your experience in the help sessions that we have on Mondays and Thursdays from 9 to 11, <clears throat> in the culinary room at uh, 2020 building, just a little plug for that. <laughs> <laughs> so in your experience in those help sessions, um, how often do you feel that the seniors embrace, like, <clears throat> excuse me, online banking, um, paying online or doing their financial uh, transactions online? I would say that uh, better than 50% of the people are attempting to do it. Uh, they're using the apps, they're using online access to their bank accounts and so forth. Um, most of those are, are being pretty successful with them. Um, we've had uh, several people come in though uh, with a situation of my spouse just uh, passed away and I don't know what to do, help me. Uh, kind of a problem, but uh, that's not a large percentage of our, our population that has that problem at this point. So I would say that most of them are thinking about it. We've had a few people come in and say, I'm terrified of doing that. Is it safe? Can I really do that? How do I work with that? Uh, how do I balance my checkbook in that environment? And, uh, you know, a lot of things like that. But it, it seems like the majority of our club members anyway are, are interested in uh, trying to work that way. Okay, one last question. I'm going to let you <clears throat> let you really have at it. What is your number one pet peeve that you see in the help sessions? Passwords. Passwords. <laughs> it's always passwords. I, I hate to say it, but, but passwords are the biggest problems that we see, uh, and we see it on a quite regular basis. Uh, people come in, I forgot my password. I know my password, but the computer refuses to accept my password which means that somebody changed the password on the remote service at the other end and you didn't write it down when it happened. It's just uh, something we have to learn with it, it passwords. Okay. Well, Chet, it looks like Mickey Mouse's hands and feet are tap dancing on the clock here, so it's about time to wrap this up. I want to thank you for joining me today uh, to speak about mobile device technology and the senior paradox. Thanks again for joining us. and. Um, Chet, uh, we'll be seeing you again next time. All right, sounds good. And uh, I had a good time today, so hope everybody enjoyed it.